Kia ora, talofalava, kurana. Greetings and welcome to another First Church podcast. My name's Ed Masters. I'm the minister at First. I want to thank you for tuning in and thank you for taking the time to join with us. This is episode nine of our podcasts, and we've done a range of different things from mini sermons to meditations on the Bible to short worship services. And in today's podcast, I just want to take some time to talk and to talk about the journey we've been on over the last few months and the future that lies ahead of us. This isn't about concrete plans. This is about reflecting on where we've been and what we've been doing and on what we're being called to do into the future. See, it seems to me that First Church is in a really unique sort of situation. We have a rich legacy of those who have gone before us. We have a diverse community made up of resilient and faithful people. And we've faced the challenge of COVID-19 head on. And we're doing well through it. Over the last six weeks, people have been finding ways of embodying the gospel. We've taken the interruption to our communal and our worshipping life well, and we're adapting to a new environment and a new context with flexibility, with speed, and with creativity. We're adapting to a changed world quickly and impressively. People don't always associate Presbyterianism as being flexible and creative, but that's what we've been doing as a church. There's people getting on the phone and calling one another. There's really good pastoral care and pastoral support happening. There's been really hard work by our finance team to steer us through this wisely. And in addition to all of this, throughout it, people have been finding ways to worship and finding ways as a community to support one another in worship. And this week, there's going to be over 10 people involved in making worship videos for the church community so that we can worship online in English, in Cook Island Māori, and in Samoan. This is an expression of the creativity and the talents within our community. And I'm just really impressed at how quickly we've responded to this changed world and how well we're navigating an environment and creating new pathways to support and encourage each other. I think that in a lot of ways, our ministry as a church can be thought about as building pathways, of building pathways that help people to connect with God. And when you think about the history of First Church over the 160 years or so, in many ways, this is what it's been doing the whole time, creating spaces for people to be engaged and be encountered by the God of grace, creating ways for people to come to worship the God of love. And throughout the years, as worship has taken different shapes, from singing of psalms to the controversial introduction of an organ that saw the congregation splitting, to evening services and bands and worshipping in different languages, we've been building these different pathways that all lead to people meeting with Jesus. We've built and developed pathways so that people can come and meet with Jesus. This is part of our DNA, building paths so people can come and meet with God. And through this lockdown, we've seen the development of some new pathways, some digital pathways. And we can see through this lockdown that as a church, we still know how to build paths. And we can see that people are still keen to walk along them. 
And just before the lockdown, we started getting some evening services going. And we were seeing that over 60 people were coming along to the first couple of services, which shows again that people are keen to come and meet with God and that we as a church still know how to build paths. Perhaps one of the things that COVID-19 and the lockdowns can teach us is about change. I was talking to someone from the church the other day who was describing to me the speed of the change brought about by these lockdowns. It's been so rapid and fast moving that it's been impossible to miss the changes that have been going on. These changes aren't ones that have just crept up on us. This has dropped in on us and we haven't been able to miss its impact. And whilst this sort of change is stressful and requires a lot of work to respond to, it's obvious that we need to build new pathways when confronted with this sort of change. But there's also another sort of change that's happening. There's another sort of change that's a bit slower moving. It's more of a gradual sort of thing, and it can kind of creep up on us. This is the sort of change that happens as societies evolve, as values and norms change, as things adjust and adapt to themselves. This is the sort of change that's happening in the world where the culture is gradually shifting and the church's place in this culture is changing. If there's a lesson that we can learn from the lockdowns and the church's journey through it, it's around how we respond to change. Through the lockdown, we've responded to not being able to gather by building some new pathways to help us connect with one another and with God, both on the phone, on the, over the internet, these new ways of connecting with one another, building pathways to help us connect. The destination hasn't changed. The destination is always connection, engagement and salvation through Jesus Christ. But we've needed to build pathways so that people can engage with this journey and meet with God. And so as we face a changing world, this call remains on us to build new pathways. Now, at the end of last year, the session of First Church, the session is the group of people responsible for leadership in the church, took some time to discuss where we should be building new pathways and what kind of pathways were required. Because it seems that there's big parts of our city and big parts of our culture that don't have pathways going to them. There's areas in our city and in our communities and even in our lives where we don't have significant connection as a church. And so there's an invitation for us to start building new paths to these places. And Session discussed strengthening the life of the church community. Session discussed strengthening the engagement of those who are associated with First Church, but not really part of its life. And then also Session discussed building whole new pathways out into this city that we're a part of. So we discussed strengthening the church's life. Discussed how we have communities, three communities at First Church, who worship together and who serve together. And these communities are at the heart of the mission of the church. Together we offer prayers. Together we listen to the words of the Bible. Together we serve together and care for one another as we grow in our faith together. And we keep 
working on these path pathways, we keep these pathways clear by offering pastoral care, by providing fellowship, by learning together as a church community. And we've been doing this work and keeping these paths functioning and building new versions of these paths right through the lockdown so that we can make sure we stay together through this time. And I want to say thank you to everyone who's been a path builder or a path maintainer through this time. Thank you to everyone who's got on the phone and called a friend. Thank you to everyone who's prayed for one another. Thank you to everyone who's taken the time to open the scriptures and listen for God. Now at First Church, we know that there's a whole group of people who are associated with the life of First Church, who are connected with the life of First Church, but who don't regularly attend and don't regularly worship with us. These might be family members who don't come along anymore, or people who only come along for special occasions like Sunday school celebrations or White Sundays or KK, or people who are a part of groups like APW or volunteering in the Heritage Centre. There's a whole lot of people who are engaged and connected, but aren't taking that next step. It's as though there's the beginnings of a path, but they're not sure how to get over that next barrier and into the worshipping life of the community. So what we want to do as a church, perhaps what we're called to do as a church, is keep developing and building these pathways. To look for areas where we can continue to lay pathways. To invite people more and more. To give people, help people have more and more of a sense of belonging and more and more of a sense of ownership of the church community. As we come out of lockdown, we have a chance to keep building these paths and inviting people to meet with Jesus. Now, obviously we don't quite know what plans to make or what the future will look like. So the sorts of things that we can do, we can't be quite sure yet. But we can, in this season, begin praying and begin thinking and begin dreaming about what this might look like. And we can begin getting on the phone and sharing ideas with one another, chatting with people, continuing to build those relationships with people so that we can hear the dreams and the ideas and the passions and we can get a sense of the sort of paths that we need to lay. Now, when you look at First Church, we have the most incredible location. We've got a stunning building that is highly visible from all over town. We've got these beautiful grounds that people come in and use. We've got wonderful opportunities for connecting with our city. Over the last year, we've been approached and we've been given opportunities to host artists, to be part of community festivals and celebrations, and we've been able to meet with all sorts of people. And this sort of thing has been happening in First Church for years and years. Each one of these invitations and each one of these approaches is an opportunity to meet with other people, to meet with the wider community and learn from others. Each approach is an opportunity to begin fresh relationships and to partner with others in contributing to a better society. Each approach, each conversation, each person we meet is an opportunity to begin building a new pathway into another part of the city. It seems, as we look forward and as we slowly begin to emerge from lockdown, it seems worthwhile reflecting on how we might engage with this city. 
how we might strengthen our community and how we can invite others to respond to the love and the grace of God that we meet in Jesus Christ. Have a think about the pathways, the existing paths to worship. Let's think and make sure they don't get overgrown and weedy. Let's let's maintain those paths by listening and caring for one another and serving together. Let's think about how we can extend these pathways to include and welcome those who are on the fringes. Or think about the shovel-ready pathways that are just waiting to be built. In this season, we can begin to imagine and we can begin to think about how each one of us can be engaged in path work, in path building or path clearing as we move forward. A few weeks ago, we celebrated Easter as a church community. And one of the readings that the church often engages with just after Easter is the story of the Emmaus Road. It's a story where there's some disciples walking along a path and discussing all that they had experienced, all they had learned, and then discussing the crucifixion of Jesus. They were walking and they were filled with questions, they were filled with doubts, they were filled with uncertainty, and they were filled with fear. And then they met a stranger on the path with them. And the stranger walked along the path with them. And the stranger talked with them. And throughout the day, these disciples found that their hearts were being strangely warmed. At the end of the day, as they broke bread, they realized that the stranger was no stranger at all. In fact, this stranger, who they had journeyed with all day, was Jesus. It's a helpful story for us as we reflect on pathways, because it helps remind us to keep our eyes open as we journey along the path. It reminds us to keep our hearts open, to keep our whole demeanor open to whoever we meet along the path, because our God can encounter us in different places and in different ways. As these disciples walked with Jesus, they discovered the message of the scriptures. As they walked with Jesus, they heard the teachings of the gospel. As they journeyed along the paths with a person who they thought was a stranger, they discovered that they were learning more and more about their faith. And the same can be true for us. As we walk along the paths, as we build new pathways, as we meet and encounter people, Every person we meet can teach us something new. Every person we meet can open our eyes. And through every conversation we have, we can learn something new about our faith. And the Spirit can be at work wherever we are to help us understand the teachings of the Bible. Building a new path and walking along it isn't about us as the church having all the answers. It isn't about us trying to make a perfect society on our terms. Instead, it's about going humbly. It's about loving mercy and about meeting with people along the way. It's about building relationships and walking confident in the love of God. Building paths and walking along pathways is something that flows from our relationship with God. It's something that flows from the overflowing love that God pours out upon us. It's something we do because God leads us out to share 
the good news of God's love with people. We're not out of lockdown yet. We're still in a time of waiting to see how things are going to unfold over the next couple of weeks. And now probably isn't the time for making concrete plans about what's next. Rather, it's a time for preparing for the journey. Thinking about what we might need. Thinking about how we're going to go. And when we reflect on this, we remember that as God's people, we're called to put our trust in God. For the journey ahead... We don't need to know exactly all of the details. We don't need all of the plans. We just need to put our trust in God. We need to discover the love of God in our hearts and in our homes. We need to find our bubbles filling up with this love of God. We want to find ourselves with hearts that are strangely warmed. We want to find ourselves as we're wandering the roads as we're discussing with people, realizing that there's something special and something unique about these conversations that are taking place. Because it's in these moments when our eyes are opened, when we realize that something is happening, that we're actually meeting with Jesus. But this is an act of discernment. This is an act of being able to say, ha, that's God that I'm noticing. That's Jesus who I'm meeting. And this recognition, this discernment, is born out of ongoing engagement with God. So what we can do while we're waiting, what we can do while we're waiting for lockdown to be eased, is to take time deepening our engagement with God. Take some time to walk the paths to God. This means take some time to read the Bible. It means worshipping at home. It might mean taking time in silence. It might mean taking some time to pray. It means as we do this, we're deepening our spiritual life. So that when we walk along the paths, we're ready to recognize Jesus wherever we meet him in the course of our mission and ministry. Over the next few weeks, I urge you to take some time to talk to God about how you can be involved. Talk to God and ask God about the sort of ministry you're being called to through this time. Let your imagination roam. Don't, don't worry about what can and can't be do, can't be done. Instead, dream about what we are called to do. And ask God how you are being called to help build the paths and invite others to come and journey with Jesus. Friends, may grace and peace be with you. And may you find yourself being drawn ever closer to the love of Jesus Christ. Amen.